Hello, welcome to a snack edition of the Big Film Buffet with me, Jen Fricker, and my good friend, Alexi Toliopoulos. It is a pleasure to be snacking out and picking out with you today, Jen, on the podcast. We are talking about the things that we're obsessed with, and I thought I want to talk about the idea of obsessors themselves. Right. What obsessions are in pop culture. Because something very bizarre happened to me. The movie District 9 popped back into my head. Came mm-hmm. out in 2009. So it's a freaking old movie. Popped into my head. I decided to pop it on and give it a watch. And while I was watching it, this movie, I remember, did this thing in it where it starts out and presents itself to be like a documentary. And then it abandons it and becomes like a sci-fi action movie. And I thought that was a weird choice. That's weird that that happens. So I decided to voice that out into the world on Twitter. And I'm just like, isn't that so weird that District 9 pretends to be a documentary and then just midway through, like, no, no, we're just a normal movie, okay? We're kidding you here. Not yes. offensive no, opinion. 12 years old. Yeah. It's old enough to be going to high school. <laughs> it could be going to high school, high this school. movie. It could yeah. be in high school, okay? Yeah. This movie is almost as old as I am these mm-hmm. days. Because you're 16. I'm 16 <laughs> yeah. and I'm just learning about the world and what it has to offer and District 9 is one of those things. Yep, yep, yep. And I thought that, you know, passions would be low and people had a lot of passion for this movie. I never really did. So I voiced my opinion out there on Twitter saying that and let me tell you, I awoken something. I didn't know there was a lesion of District 9 fans out there, a stand community that stands the prawns and the social commentary of District 9. Mm-hmm. They came after me. I got a lot of likes and faves, a lot of people going like, haha, yeah. But then a lot of people coming at me going like, it's actually an allegory for the apartheid and all the stuff. I'm like, yeah, I did not get that. It's not a subtle movie whatsoever, okay? Really going ham in on me like that, over explaining it to me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm no freaking dungo, okay? (laughs) I get this kind of stuff. I get film. I studied it for a majority of my life. I understand film. I studied it as a hobby. Would you go so far to say you are film? I am film, baby. Yeah, okay. If you cut me, do I bleed? Yes, and it is celluloid, okay? Melted, <laughs> gooey celluloid. I am a freaking movie. I am a film. I'm cinema incarnate, okay? So don't come at me. I hope that someone, <laughs> if you ever absolutely lose it later in your life, this I hope someone put, cuts that audio out and they're like, yeah, the signs are all there. <laughs> he was nuts. The guy was crazy. The guy thought he was a freaking reel of celluloid. He thought he was made of film. And it got too much for me. I was just like, I hate talking about this movie. People are coming at me over explaining it. And then I'm just going like, oh, you think that's good about this movie? I think that's a thing that is actually bad about this film. Sure. And then I deleted the tweet. I'm like, I gotta, I can't go to bed like this with these stands ravaging my feed. I got to get rid of it. Delete the tweet. Three seconds after deleting the tweet, I got this message from an unknown user on Twitter Funny how you disparage District 9, a fantastic film by Neil Blomkamp, by blatantly spreading lies and misrepresentations only to delete it like a coward. No? I'd be awfully curious to know who paid you to administer that specific post. And then they've got an emoji with a giant monocle looking at me curiously. Like a detective. Yes, like a little detective or a gentleman detective. And who was paying you, Alexi? Honestly, it was on my own dime. I bought it on freaking Blu-ray, so I paid money to like 
to get disparaged by all these people. Yeah. No one was paying me. And, like, let's again reiterate mm-hmm. your original comment, which was just, this movie starts like it's a documentary mm-hmm. and then turns into an action film. And it was just so weird. And that's it. You weren't saying it was bad or good. Nope, I didn't say that. You know, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm indifferent about that movie. About a 12-year-old cool movie. A 12-year-old movie about aliens called prawns, okay? And this then it escalated to people DMing you, asking mm-hmm. if you were paid by someone to spread lies and disparage the film. Yeah, and it's like people still felt this passion, this standum about this mm-hmm. thing. And I'm like, I had no idea District 9 even had stands. You know what? I've heard the word stan a lot mm-hmm. lately, and I have to admit, I didn't even know what it really meant. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I kind of guessed it was like fans mm. or something, or like fandom, but it's like more than that, right? Yeah. It's I Googled it. So stan comes from the... Eminem song Stan about the kind of very obsessed fan. Mm, fan called Stan writing Eminem a leather. Yes. Um, it's also a portmanteau of the words stalker and fan. Ooh. Um, and from what I can kind of gather, it's just like people who absolutely live, they're very passionate mm. about whatever it is that they're obsessed with. You know, yeah. it's a lot of like obviously film yeah. people <laughs> who are stands of certain films. And I love that that escalated to you're getting paid by someone. That is so funny. Oh, it was unreal. Mm. I'm like, I, so I'm into this idea of stands, but I want to know what would you have been the stand of back in the day yeah. or currently? What was your biggest obsessions? I mean, like the most like stand thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I remember I lined up for like four hours at a Westfield shopping centre to watch Bardo perform. This is the from most like, Australian confession I've ever heard in my I know, life. I know, I know. It was so because I was obsessed with the TV show mm-hmm. Popstar, predates Australian Idol, yeah. anything like that. I think it was the first reality show I ever saw. And it was right when the first wow. album came out, when Bardo was a band. It was one of their first mm-hmm. live performances. And my poor father and I waited for four hours oh to my see word. them. Kicked off the trend of girl bands in Australia yeah. that were formed by reality shows. Yeah. I'm thinking about Young Divas as well. Oh, I love Young Divas. I actually. <laughs> Was that a 21st where the Young Divas performed? Oh my gosh. Acoustically. Wow, we got an a cappella Young Divas performance. Yeah, oh, I've been there. <laughs> well, you've lived You know, the people of might world. know me from certain radio stations that I work for, but I have a whole <laughs> knowledge uh, and impact on Australian music that goes beyond cool music to We're... just reality formed mm-hmm. pop stars. And that's the real shiz, guys. That's, that's the real. real shiz. That's real. I've been a day one Bardo fan. Oh. It's funny. I still follow them on Instagram. Oh, really? Because I think it's like 20 years since like the yeah. first or second album that came out. That must be coming up to an anniversary. Yeah. Well, they're doing like a 20-year anniversary like reprint of Are one they? of their albums and it's out on vinyl or something. Whoa. And so I follow them and I love it because like Sophie Monk, one of the original members of Bardo, has blocked Bardo on Oh, my <laughs> Instagram. gosh. She doesn't look back, which is fine, you know. People have their own histories with things. Oh, my gosh. But I thought it was really funny because... I saw Kylie Minogue. I also follow her because mm-hmm. I love Australian pop Of course, she's not going to follow Kylie. Posted some some Instagram posts and I saw Bardo tagging themselves, like <gasps> at Bardo band or whatever. No. And then they just wrote at Bardo band again. No. <laughs> underneath it. And no. I just thought it was so funny. It was just like such a weird way to like raise awareness of their Instagram. People just be like, oh my God, Bardo Band. I must Bardo click Band. On it. it had nothing band. to do with the post or anything. We should start doing that. We should just start I'm tagging I'm just going to start ourselves. tagging myself and things so people find out about me. Yeah, everyone's talking about this is, at, <laughs> this is Alexei. Yeah, let's click on the link and yeah. see what's up with this kid. Yeah. 
I remember I kind of harnessed the power of stand-up when I was on Triple J when I was working on the lunch show where I played a song by RM who's one of the members of BTS huge K-pop oh, wow. who have like one of the most energetic stan mm-hmm. bases they've got an active hive ready to be used for ill or for will yeah and so I was on lunch and there's mm-hmm. no real oversight to what I yeah. was playing like yeah. I got to pick a couple songs every hour and I really liked this song by RM and it was produced by this like other artist who we played a lot on Triple mm-hmm. J I was like this seems you like a good thing get away thing. with it yeah like it's lunch you know it's a short song anyway just by playing that song twice I mm. think I got RM into the hottest 200 whoa of they that were year. eligible yeah because all the BTS stands picked up on it <gasps> and it wasn't like a thing where I was like trying to get them to you didn't you know mobilise I mean? them but they just they so self-mobilised Yeah, they're so aware and connected and across everything. I loved it because then they had to play like RM and explain who BTS was to this Triple J audience. And I think I think the BTS standum army. I think the army. The army. We thank the army out there. We are pro army on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things I like really find interesting about them are like these big stan accounts. Mm. Like there's a Twitter account that is Anna de Armas updates, which is about the Knives Out star, Mm. and just like follows her updates. But it's got such good humor to it, where they are like Golden Globes nominee Anna de Armas has blocked us that's wild if i ever did like a stan updates account mm-hmm. i gotta go to my original ditch my originals i gotta go to the fellas that i used to keep a printed out photo of in my wallet when i was a teenager i had a little velcro mambo wallet so you know i had no smartphone that didn't exist then so every now and then i would love to praise at the altar of pacino and de niro my two guys my two heroes you had a printout of them in your wallet yes i had a printout i used a color inkjet printer I printed out one that side. That would have been so expensive. So expensive. And it was extremely wet. When you get a mm. color printout, oh, yeah. it's wet for days. It's soggy. That <laughs> it's is a, a soggy, soggy picture. little piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah. One side De Niro, one side Pacino. So double the color on each side. Oh my gosh. They're not on the same side. Then on a different side. And I got like it the laminated. Like of comedy exactly. and drama. Two sides of the same coin. Mm. Pacino, De Niro. And mm. I just was to have it so I could just pick it out and just go... God, thanks, guys, for me for another day. <laughs> just, like, stare at it and worship it. Like, it was a little portable shrine. Oh, my God. And it wasn't even, like, a nice wallet I had. It was, like, a Mambo Velcro wallet. So I couldn't be subtle. It was, like, whatever I want to go, I got to talk to those belt fellas. Like, and, like, rip the Velcro open and find in, go in, like, I pull out it, like, as a little saint card that mm. I kept in my wallet. Mm. So that's it. I would just do those guys. Or maybe just character actors. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Just generally character Just actors. any character actor. Yeah. I got a Wallace Shawn Stan account and it would be inconceivable if you were not to follow us. Yes. Can you please start <laughs> yeah. that? The inconceivable Wallace Shawn Stan account. I will get back on Twitter and follow it. Oh, I absolutely. swear we're doing to God. It. It's our joint account. I just share facts about Wallace Shawn all day. Yes. The star of Clueless as the teacher, the star of The Princess Bride mm-hmm. as... Mr. Inconceivable. Yeah. And others. Yeah. Et al. I feel like someone DM'd you the other day about our standum. Oh, yeah. That we, we are trying to there. force. Yeah, we're <laughs> to forcing happen. a standum on us. Yeah. So we can mobilize the big film buffet army. Mm. But we've been trying to figure out like what we should call the listeners of the show. We were seeing buffets. Mm-hmm. But someone buff hit boys, me buff up girls. with the diners. Yeah, I love that. So people that are dining at the big film buffet. Yeah. So babies... 
You're the diners. Hey, thank you, diners. Diners, we thank you for joining us at the Big Film Buffet. And thank you for standing me. Thank you for standing. <laughs> Stand by me. What are some of the other replies you got, Alexi? I got inundated, so so many. But thankfully, I deleted tweets. They're a little bit hard to find out. Mm. But me and my friends were just talking about, like, are they called prawns? Are aliens called prawns? Are they the same prawns that we eat? But they're all grown up. And people just not understanding that we're joking around. Going, like, oh, my god, Prawns is actually a name that there's a slur used in the movie. I'm like, yeah, we get it. We get the movie. <laughs> but this is my favorite one because it just infuriated me. Mm. Hi there, random strangers. Talk about my favorite film. Oh, God. Yeah, I always thought District 9 was about race. Racism, treatment of refugees, apartheid. Prawn was deaf for slur. Chappie is the best film ever made, ever. Elysium is awesome too. Which are just the other movies that director has made. What? Oh my god. <laughs> it was so, infuriating. I'm so glad I'm not on Twitter. I'm <laughs> you, so glad. I deleted it off my phone after this. Yeah, I can't of believe course. that's what District 9 made me do. It was like, I'm out. I'm out of here for life. Hi, random strangers. No, <laughs> no. Stop. I want to remain a stranger and yeah. extremely random. Oh my gosh. It was the most traumatic experience I've had online in quite some time. I mean, it was spawned by a freaking over 10 year old movie. That's wild. So do you think I should watch it? Um, yeah, it's pretty sick. <laughs> it's a pretty sick flick. Yeah. <laughs>